All right, so we are going to finish up four-part series conversation on lessons from Melvin Maxwell, John Maxwell's father. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and let Tay go first since his special guest probably doesn't have much to add to the conversation. Um, I'm pretty sure she's going to be the recipient of a lot of these, uh, but we can't wait for uh, Chad and his dad to kind of impart some great wisdom. So I'll throw it down to you first, hey? Yeah, definitely. She's uh, probably she's getting tired now. Uh, so I'll be short since we do have Mr. David on. Uh, it, it was three things that really stuck out to me. Uh, the first uh, was one of the first things that he said. He said, um, yeah. he said leadership is visual. Uh, and I love that because it made me think just with my kids being so young. One of the things I wrote down was, uh, kids model your behavior and not your expectations. Uh, you know, we many times we love to, you know, tell them what to do uh, and we get mad when they don't do it. And one of the things that my kids remind me of, uh, they repeat things that I say, they repeat things that I do, and I wonder why they're not doing what I expect them to do. So, uh, and it's the same, same thing with your team. You can't ex tell your team things that you're not doing. Uh, we always hear the term lead from the front, and that just means being an example, setting the uh, expectations, setting the bar high, and allowing them that room to follow you. Uh, the second thing that he said, which I think is so important, he said prioritize your life. Uh, keep the first things first, and I love that uh, because it just keeps things in order. It keeps you always focused on the main thing because there's so much that we can do, uh, and many times when we focus on trying to do everything, we miss the most important things. Uh, so you have to keep the, uh, the first things first. We've talked about it on this uh numerous zooms before and this uh that sixth list some type of list where you're making sure you're doing that for us with the business the income producing things every single day with your life you're making sure you're hitting every every of, of your life that's important to you so just always keeping some type of list and making sure that you're doing the things that's most important to you uh and, and just the last thing and i love that he said that because we had an amazing team zoom last night and one of our leaders gave this amazing word that fit right along with this uh, he said, don't give up, don't give in, keep on keeping on. Uh, and I love that. And uh, the word that she gave last night to our team was finisher. Uh, she said, finish what you started. She said, if you got a, a ruby chart, finish that ruby chart. And she went on all the way up to Ambassador Diamond. If you got an Ambassador Diamond chart, finish that chart. And I love that because I think many times we start things and we get distracted. We start things and we let uh, what's happening, we let the process deter, deter us from uh, why we started. So you have to always keep your why in front of you. Uh, and one of the things that she said, because somebody on our team, they posted, how do you keep yourself energized every single day? And she said something that goes back to the great Liz Brown. She said, you have to be hungry. She said, when you're hungry, you're going to be tired, but you're going to keep going because you know why you started. When you're hungry, you're going to be upset. You're not going to want to do those things, but you're going to do it anyway because you know what you want and you know you're the only one that's going to make it happen. So she said, you have to continue to keep up the race. You have to take the step. And she, I think the probably the most important thing that she said was, God is going to meet you halfway. And I love that because it reminded you, you don't have to do it by yourself, but you do have to take the steps. She said, God isn't going to bless laziness. He can't bless what you're not doing. So if you want something to happen, you got to take those steps. And you also got to have the faith to know that God is going to meet you. He's going to make sure that you get to where you want to be. So I love that word that she had was finisher. You have to, whatever you start, you have to finish it. And you have to also know like life is going to happen, but you can't let life distract you. You have to continue to stay focused on what, why you, why you started and where you're going. And 
Uh, I just love that, and I love so many other things that he said, but this, uh, those two things really stuck out to me. So uh, that's what I, I wanted to share with you guys. Well, that, that was fire. I mean, we might as well just, I mean, we could just stop there, but uh, we've got a special guest. So uh, we're going to switch it up. I'm going to go right now. Watch this. Chad's not even going to know what to do. We're all out of order now. So uh, number 21 was prioritized, which I love uh, because we talk about that, the 80-20 rule all the time. You know, 80% of the the people are going to suck the life out of you and only produce 20% of the results where the 20% are the hard workers where you need to spend 80% of your time. So kind of the way that this looks in your business is, you know, 20% of your time is spent doing the mass stuff. So doing large team zooms, things that you can do to impact everybody. But the 80% of your focus needs to be on the 20% that are your leaders. That's where you need to invest your time because that's what compounds. You know, 20% of your team is going to multiply. 80% is either going to add or unfortunately subtract. So what he says is make sure that you're not spending a lot of time on the bottom 20% because it's so insignificant that you should never spend time on it. And I was like, that, that was something that was just mind blowing to me. Kind of like the, you know, don't focus on learning and improving your weaknesses because it doesn't even matter. Focus all of your time and energy on your strengths because that's where multiplication happens. Uh, also under priorities, he talks about, uh, you can't be 100% all day long every day. So choose where you're going to be 100%. So are you going to choose to be 100% during those moments where you're focusing on your top 20%? Those are the points that you're supposed to be giving all of your time. It says, where are you putting your 100% time? So take a look at that and find out where in your business you're spending your 100% times. 22 was don't give up or give in. And Tay just crushed it on that. I love that. You know, he said, I've never met a successful person who quit their way to the top. And that's so true. You know, there, there isn't a hall of fame for quitters. No one, no one that quits ever made it into the hall of anything. So make sure that you're making that choice. And the choice of not giving up or giving in is a daily choice. You have to wake up each day and do that. And the other important part on, you know, not giving up or giving in is having an accountability partner because of the fact that, you know, where there's two or more good works will happen. And that's because of the fact that if you do have a bad day and you want to give up or give in, there's somebody there holding you accountable and saying, Hey, you don't need to, this is what you can be doing instead. Somebody that will pick you up on your down days. 23, um, we'll just skip over that one. <laughs> uh, 23, remembering names. I'm so bad at this. I've tried, I've taken memory courses. I tried the putting water bottles on people's heads. Like he said, you know, trying the association is just, it is, it is dead. Yeah. See, just like Chad putting that on his head. See, at least I remember Chad's name. It's one of those things where 
it's something that I know I need to get good at and it's something that I want to get good at, but it's part of my 80% that it just, it, it slips my mind all the time. So it's one of those things that I'm telling you guys, I work on and try and get better at. Um, and the reason why is because a person's name is the sweetest sound on their own ears. And also the other important thing about that too is the spelling of somebody's name. When you are communicating with somebody, whether it's through text or email or you're commenting on their page, something to that matter, make sure before you hit that send button, you double check the spelling of their name because that's just as important to them visually as the sound of their name is to their ears. So remembering names is super, super important. It connects you with people. Do your best always. I mean, 24 could have been number one and then you could have just stopped there because that encompasses pretty much everything else. Don't shortchange yourself. Excellence brings glory to God. That, that's just the, the standalone statement right there. And it says, do you want to wing it or work for it? Is that what you're doing right now? Are you winging it? Are you just kind of throwing up there and seeing what happens? Are you being intentional and developing and moving forward? And that's the thing that I'm so proud of everybody that's on here is you're here developing and putting things forward so that you can grow. 25, grow and better yourself. Again, another reason why you're here is because you want to grow. You grow into possibilities and opportunities. So if you're not growing, your possibilities and your opportunities are limited. 26, I had to check this one with Tay because I had to get up and go start a Zoom for Steph. Be enthusiastic. This one's super easy for me. Guys, people follow excited people. If you have two different people, one that posts, hi, I'm in a business. You should join my team because it's fun. Versus the other person's post, guys, you need to join my team. It's super exciting. We're doing amazing things. We're having lots of fun. We are changing lives. You definitely need to be a part of my team. Which one do you want to be a part of? The one that's enthusiastic, the one that's having fun, not the one that's just plain old boring monotone. So guys, make sure that when you're talking, be enthusiastic, but also be enthusiastic about your life. Again, it comes down to you were made for a reason and a purpose that should excite you, that there's only one of you and there's no one else out there like you. And then number 27, express gratitude to God and to others. And this is the point where I say, I'm so grateful for Tay, I'm so grateful for Chad, and I'm actually super grateful for Chad's dad. He is amazing and I can't wait for him to drop some knowledge. I'm so excited that he was on here. So guys, thank you for being a part of this. And uh, I'll go ahead and jump off here now and relinquish it to Chad and see what kind of amazing things they have to share with us. Awesome, well thanks uh, Joel. Now I get to see what it feels like to be you because every other week, Tay talks and I talk and we leave you with like 1% of what's left. Only today I think you left like a quarter of 1%. <laughs> 
of what's left. <laughs> so Take what you get. We, we know how it feels to be you now. So, you know, I do have my dad here, and it's just kind of fitting that um, the last day of talking about John Maxwell's dad, Melvin, and um, I actually challenged him a, a couple weeks ago or a week ago or whatever to start thinking about his list, and I said he couldn't copy Melvin's. You know, he's got to come up with his own things. So, Dad, I'm just going to ask you right now, uh, what, you know, what from today, like maybe what was the one thing that really stuck out to you? Other than the dogs, the dogs, we got dogs the here. They keep. <laughs> oh, the one. Well, I see, I see Tay and his his little one there, and it's like you know, I can remember now forty seven years ago, you know, and just like I yesterday, right? I didn't have Melvin as my father, so I, I guess I had to learn some lessons in a different way. But the biggest one I've got right now is always put God first in your life. Everything. I don't care what it is. When you wake up in the morning, put Him first. You know, put him first in, in your finances, put him first in your relationships, and that's an important thing. Would you get out of the dog? Is, uh, is with Tay, you know, your kids watch you, and this is very important because they watch you. They do want to hear you, and they want to hear you say positive things, but more than that, when they're hearing you, they watch you, and they see your actions and what you do. And if they see you doing one thing and Dad's saying, don't do this, but I'm doing it, well, that don't work. You know, and, it, and kids and relationships, I guess relationships overall. You know, that's the most important thing in life is that you go out and you, you make new relationships. And like Joel was saying, be energetic. I mean, enjoy life. You know, this, this is the only day I'm going to live this day. I'm going to be here and I'm going to enjoy life. I'm going to enjoy my son. I'm going to enjoy my grandkids. I get up and enjoy my wife every day. Whatever the day is, enjoy life, you know. And when you go out and see somebody, smile. Say a kind word. How you doing today? Anything I can do to help you? You know, I mean, just enjoy it. And a lot of people look at you and go, wow, man, that made me happy. That made, me, that made my whole day. And, and uh, Melvin Maxwell lived to be 98. Now, my mom was 96 when she passed away. And my mom told me, you know, and she said, I said, you getting old, mom? She said, nope, you don't start to get old till you hit 100. So when you see people... I'm, I know a lot of people are in their 80s. You know, oh, man, I'm too old for that. I said, no, you're not. And they said, where do you get that from? And I said, my mother was 96, and she said, you don't even start to get old till you hit 100. So why look at it that way? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm basically in the prime of my life right now. I'm 66, and I'm ready to go, you know. I'm ready to follow this guy right here. And my grandkids, any place they go, I'm going to go with them. I'm going to be right there. I'm going to support them and love them and carry on. And when he gave me these 29 things, well, I'm going to have to copy some of them because probably 20 some of mine are going to come from the Bible, you know, about what God says to do in his word and about faith. Faith comes from the Bible and grace, you know, grace, my acronym for grace is God's riches at Christ's expense. Now you got to show grace and you, it was given freely. So, you know, give it away, give it away and give it freely, show grace, you know, love people. And I'm going to pass it back over because I don't want to take all of his time. But I appreciate being on here and love seeing you guys. And I watch you about every week. So keep up the good work. Man, I love that grace. If you guys didn't catch that, God's riches at Christ's expense. That's, that's, that's one right there. I just took keep it forever. There's one. I got <laughs> He's got one. <laughs> so, um, you know, just uh, I'll go over a couple of these and, and you guys kind of, well, you guys touched on some of these already, but one thing I love that he said was only one life and it will soon be passed. Only what's done for God will last. You know, it's something about this idea of living for things that are eternal might not really benefit us right now. It's kind of like the guy who plants the tree that knows it won't actually provide any shade, 
until long after he's gone. A lot of people say, well, why would I plant that tree? I'm not gonna benefit from it. Well, your kids and your kids' kids and people in the future can benefit from what we do today. And it's just a better way of living. He said, don't give up and don't give in. Uh, never known a successful person who quit their way to the top. And I think of, uh, you know, I, th I think of in America, just, just one thing that pops in my head is, is 50% divorce. And although some people have a legit reason to get divorced, I think of all these irreconcilable differences, these marriages that were ruined that didn't have to be. And part of, you know, and I'll just kind of give you an example is, is growing up, you know, there were times when I saw my mom and dad going through struggles and some couples would have thrown in the towel. And I think a big part that I never threw in the towel was watching that they never threw in the towel. You know, Dre and I have gone through, especially the first five years, I think we've been married for about 17 years now, but the first five years, there were some really tough times. And if I would have thrown in the towel, then that might, might've been no, no, no number two child, no number three child. And, and so that's just certain things in life. I think you just have to draw the line. You have to, you have to really, you know, commitment. I love the word commitment because it's doing what you said you would do long after the feeling you said it in has left you. Obviously, every time anyone gets married, you know, till death do us part, we say all the words, right? Better, worse, sick. And, and I think they have us say those reasons to let us know some of that's going to actually happen. <laughs> it's going to be better and it's going to be worse, right? But I think the commitment just, there's just a certain percentage of people in the world, a small percentage that will, that are, you can trust them at their word. You can trust they're going to do what they say. And in this business, especially, you can't be a flaky person. You've got to be committed and you have to be dependable and trustworthy. And that takes time to build that track record. You know, you can't just uh, be like, be like the wind and you're in and you're out and you're in and you're out and you're blowing or all around. You've got to uh, draw your line in the sand and just say, I said, I'm going to do this. I'm a person of my word. So I'm going to do it. I hate one of the things that's really difficult for me is to change, uh, change my mind, cancel plans, because I know that that's a big withdrawal in relationship. If I tell Joel, I'm going to fly out to Michigan next month and help him move or something. And then three days before I say, Oh, something came up. Well, that was a huge withdrawal. That's, that's next time he's going to be like, can I really depend on him? And I don't want to be that person. I think that's, and it's especially important in this business to be the most trustworthy, dependable person in your entire business. That will take you so far. It'll create loyalty. It'll create trust. It'll create uh, a, a lot of influence with your people. So I'll give you that. Um, keep on keeping on. John cut, quit out of the dictionary. Mm, I thought that was so awesome. Uh, a girl on here, Teresa Garrett, she said her dad said, can't, never could. I thought that was great. Uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People. If you haven't read that book, that book changed my life reading it and understanding. One of, the, one of the things in that book actually goes like this. It says, how can you get people to want to do what you want them to do? How cool is that? Like, like a lot of parents look at their children and they say, I, you know, I said do it, so do it. That's one, one philosophy. Another one would be like, how could I get my child to want to do what I want them to do? I'll give you a quick little story that's in the book. So a uh, five-year-old kid, never been to school before, nervous about school, doesn't want to go. In their mind, it's bad, right? Don't want to go to school. So the parents could just be like, I'm going to drag you. He's going to be kicking and screaming as I throw him onto the bus, right? That's one way you could do it. But what they said is, how can we get our child to want to go to school? 
So mom and dad and the older siblings sit around the table and they start, you know, night before school, they start coloring, they start drawing, they're laughing, they're having an amazing time. And little Johnny's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And they say, we're doing school activities. Only kids that are excited about school get to do this. And he's like, I want to go. I want to do it. And so he's up there coloring, drawing, laughing up early the next morning. So excited to go to school. So see, it's just a change in philosophy of lining up what people want and helping them to get there based off of what they've told. That's why it's so important and it works to understand people's dream boards and their why and their goals. Because if we, if we know that already and we can give them the, the way, the pathway, the roadmap there, and they might not understand it, it at first, they might kind of give you some resistance. But if you can say, hey, I promise you what you want, you're going to get it better and you're going to get it faster by buying into this game plan. And that's how you can get a lot of buy-in. So that one, um, do your best always, man. This is one my dad's guy right here taught me. I remember vacuuming when I was younger. I had to vacuum the entire house. It was one of my chores. I think back then we got paid like $4 a week, which who knows that might be worth a hundred these days, right? <laughs> but $4 a week. And I would go vacuum a room and he would come in and he would lift the chairs up to see if the, the, the indentation had moved of where the chairs were. And he's like, no, vacuuming the room meant vacuuming the room. So I had to take all the furniture to one side of the room to the other side of the room, vacuum it all. And here's what's cool about this. Attention to detail is huge in the military. So when I went into the military, I was so far ahead of everyone else. And I excelled all throughout the military because I already had that mindset of being excellent. And, you know, I think that's an important lesson. At the time, I didn't like the lesson at all. You know, they were like, clean the bathroom floor. I'd come out after like 12 minutes, he'd say, 12 minutes? Nothing can be clean in 12 minutes. You have to go back in there for like at least 30. <laughs> so I'd go in there and he'd say, what about there? Scrubbing there, wiping there, take his finger off the top, dust, look at that right there, start over. You know, so again, military was really, really easy. So doing your best always. And at the time I was, I didn't like to do it. But then I started to understand the biblical concept of excellence, right? And to be excellent. Uh, John said, excellence is for the glory of God. Mm -hmm. And a uh, masterpiece of excellence to honor the creator. So actually by us being excellent in our life, we're actually honoring the creator, which is, which is cool. Don't wing it. Only 15% meet expectations. Only 5% exceed them. So if you become a person that constantly exceeds expectations, you separating yourself from 95% of the population just by that one thing, which is, which is huge. I loved how he said his dad taught him bad things too, like loving ice cream, you know, <laughs> like my dad, uh, you know, when he was younger, he used to, he was, he was hardcore back then. He would just speak his mind and then think about what he said later. So that was one that I had to learn over time to think first before I spoke, but he does that now most of the time. <laughs> well, that things was, are hard to not learn. <laughs> um, express gratitude to God and to others. I love that one. And the last one I'll say is, don't give up, don't give in, keep on. Listen to what Tay said. I'm just going to repeat it. Don't give up, don't give in, keep on keeping on. Be a finisher. You know, what did you set out to do? What did you say you were going to do that you haven't done yet? Man, your kid, did your kids hear you say what you're going to do? If your kids heard you say what you're going to do, you better do it. You better be careful what you let your kids hear you say you're going to do. Because when my kids hear me say I'm going to do something, I am committed. I'm going to do it because I don't want to be the dad that's just willy-nilly, wishy-washy, right? <laughs> so, man, love today. Just uh, great that I get to 
spend some time with my dad today. We're going to be hanging out, running around, doing some stuff. I'm sure talking about some of these lessons. Mm-hmm. And um, I just hope you all got something amazing out of this. And if, if you didn't catch the other one, this is the fourth one that we've done. And in this page, you know, John Maxwell would tell you that, that he learned a lot from John Wooden and we've gone all through John Wooden and he learned a lot from Jim Rohn and we've gone all through Jim Rohn and Ed Milet and so many other incredible people and all the answers that you're looking for are, you know, starting the Bible, but some of the, some of the ways that you hear things might impact you different. So there's literally hundreds of zooms that we've done inside this page. Make sure that you're going in and not, and these aren't just for you. These are for you and your children. These mm-hmm. are for you and your team. These are for you and anybody that comes into your life that's hungry and wants to grow. Because like John said, you don't grow or you don't go into opportunity and go into things. You grow and you're, and you're always preparing to be ready for when the next thing comes along and we'll be able to see it. Whereas if we're not growing, we, keep, we just don't even recognize it for what it is. So hope you guys learned a lot today. I know I did. And we're going to go have a, an awesome day. And I hope you do too. See you guys.